What's up guys, welcome back to the Muay Thai Magic Podcast. I'm your host Ellis Barboza. If you're new here, make sure you hit the subscribe button now and follow us each week. We are the number one Muay Thai podcast around. Each week we cover everything Muay Thai, um, fight strategies, talks with the top fighters around the world, interviews and just an insight into the way champions of the sport do things and how they've got to where they are today. Whether you're just starting out in Muay Thai and you're looking for something to listen to or you've been training for years and you're just interested in everything Muay Thai, I think everyone can take something from these talks each week. Don't forget as well to follow us on our social media which is at Muay Thai Magic on Instagram and if you want to follow my personal journey within the sport it's at Ellis Barboza on Instagram. This week I was joined by Irish star Craig Coakley. Craig is a very elite fighter and he's known for his forward coming aggressive fighting style. He has some top names on his record and big wins under his belt fighting the likes of Singdam, Jack Kennedy and Mo Abdurrahman and that's just to name a few. This chat was a great insight into how Muay Thai saved his life coming from a council estate and it gave him some direction moving forward. Ten years on from when he first started, he's now achieved a lot within the sport and he's got some big plans moving forward so let's get into it. Yes. What's up? You alright mate? All good, how's you? I'm good, thank you. Good. good. How's lockdown going for you, mate? Not too bad. Uh, to the end of it now, uh, everything's going to open up back here now. So the gyms are opening back up full time on Monday. So the restaurants and cafes and stuff are starting to open back up now, which is it's good. Oh, great. So uh, coming to the end of it, thankfully. I know, it feels like a lifetime now, don't it? Oh, stop. Two, three months is like forever, yeah? When you can't deal with your love to deal with, it's uh, a pain in the arse, isn't it? Yeah. I don't care about anything other than, other than the fights, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. The training, you can kind of train as much as you want. You can go run, do bits out the back, uh, yeah. get a couple of lads. But yeah, the big thing is the fighting, isn't it? Yeah. I think we're going to be stuck for about a year, man. Yeah, I'd say so. I don't think there'll be any fights till next year either. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Right, we'll mm. jump right in with um, like the start of your career, um, okay. and how you completely started in, in Muay Thai. Okay, yeah. Well, when I was a kid, I used to box. So yeah, I started boxing. Well, it's like it's I come from uh, like a council estate, so it's either football or boxing in them type of places, you know. Uh, yeah. I was shy at football, so I was boxing. <laughs> uh, I couldn't. Uh, with with the boxing, I was it's kind of like you're kind of left on uh, a bag. You're not really taught. It's uh, very so-so if you get me. Uh, you're just kind of left to do your own thing. Yeah. So I kind of fell off that for a while. I got really interested in jiu-jitsu when I was about sixteen or fifteen or sixteen. I got to a decent enough level. Uh, I, I fell off with that as well, and uh, gained a lot of weight. And my brother was always on my back. He was always like, 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 you had to, you had to get like, well, 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 very, well, very straight reach it. I would say, yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're putting on a lot of weight. You need to get it off. You're a fat hunk, basically. <laughs> so I was like, right, okay, I'm gonna have to go. And uh, there was a gym. It was in like a little. I wouldn't even say a basement. It was like a, like a storage unit. It was tiny. It was probably the size of my room. Yeah. Uh, you'd always kind of walk past and hear people shouting they go what's that what's in there like so uh, we, me and one of the lads says well, we'll, have, we'll have a little look we seen uh, it was a Muay Thai gym 
And uh, it's like, Roy, we, we'll give this a bash and uh, we might fight MMA. So we were like, Roy, first three months, within the first three months, I think it was, I had an amateur fight and then I was just constantly kept busy, like fight after fight after fight on the trot. So uh, I fell in love with Muay Thai. That was basically it. That was the very start of the journey. So how old was you when all this was um, coming about? I think uh, it was about 17 or 18. Okay, so it was, so it was quite late in life, yeah, it was quite late in life that I started. Yeah, so when was it that you sort of, um, well, is it is it full-time that you fight, or do you have a job as well? No, it's full-time. Uh, full-time. I dived in, I was, I was doing uh, like a college course, uh, sports and leisure management, at the same time that I was fighting, and I was coming up to, I think, my fourth or fifth pro fight, and I was fighting for uh, Four Nations title against uh, Jack McGuire. Yeah. This was a long time ago. Uh and uh, I kind of I, I left the course to pursue uh, my time. And my coach was like, yeah, "Okay, well, if you're gonna leave the course, I'll, I'll give you a couple of hours here. You can try to get your private, and you can do a class or two to make you a bit of money." Yeah. So that's when I went full time. That that would have been within the first two years, I think. So it would have been about twenty when I I went full time. Yeah, so pretty much straight out of school, straight into fighting. Straight straight from college, straight into that, yeah. yeah. Been busy. Yeah. Okay, so how, when was your first pro fight? I only had three amateur fights, so I'd like to say my first C-class fight was in the first year. Okay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too sure on that, but yeah, I didn't have a, a lot of amateur experience. Uh, literally three, three amateur fights, then straight in. See... In Ireland, the the scene is nowhere near as big as the scene in England. There, uh, we we do have a, a lot of catching up to do with you guys. Uh, yeah, we don't have like you have like inter clubs every week, every other weekend. There's there's none of that here. The lack, the lack of people, the lack of uh, since that all the rest of the the rest of the uh, clubs have, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was speaking to a lad the other day, uh, Aaron McGee, and he was saying how um, he's getting to the stage. McGahey, is it? Can you hear me? McGahey, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Aaron McGahey, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Cork. Yeah. That's it. And he said he's having to fight people that he's already fought because there's no opponents. Like, he's fought them three no times. No opponents. Yeah. It's a hard It's game. very unfortunate. Like, even, like, even in that, like, yeah, uh, so... Shows are going to start in Ireland probably the end of October, they're saying, but there's no one here for me to fight, you know what I mean? So, like, like basically, I've ran out of competition really, really, like, really, uh, really early in my career. So, that's why it, it's mandatory for me to fight abroad now, kind of. Yeah. I'd have, I'd have to fight probably up as high as 67 to probably get a fight if I was to fight here, yeah. which is ridiculous. That's that's a big big step up. So your fight right, is, is 63 sixty three. Sixty one. Sixty one. Yeah. Okay. It's so very fight, hard to get matched at sixty one kilo. So we take fights at sixty three and sixty five. Yeah. So it's going up to sixty seven is a big step. It's a huge step. A huge step. So the first time I saw you really was um, your fight with Jack Kennedy. Um, yeah. That was a great fight. Would you say that was the sort of the fight that propelled your career or was there another turning point before that? Uh, the, the Malidi fight. I fought uh, a lad called Steve Malidi. He's an Irish lad. 
Yeah. But he was the only Irish player. Well, probably one. I think at the time he was on one on one of the only Franks to be uh, ranked on Lumpedy Stadium. He's fought the likes of Sancho. He's he's fought Samé. He's fought Sexan. He's fought a lot of big big names. Uh, but he would have been considered the best in Ireland, and. Uh, Especially from where we were from, he's from Dublin as well. So he would have been considered probably the best out of Ireland. That would that for me, that would have been the big turning point in my career. Yeah. How did that fight go with, with Steve Malini? Yeah, uh, round after the fourth round, uh, his corner retired him. He, he had a couple of really, really bad cuts. Okay. So yeah, that moves me swiftly on to, to one of the things I wanted to talk about. So your your fighting style is is very aggressive. Like obviously you like your elbows. You like yeah, to, like you like come to forward and pressure your opponents. Um, how would you how would you best describe your your fighting style and and, and your influence? Kill or be killed, kind of like, that's what I'd say. My fighting style is like, like I do put myself in situations where a lot of people wouldn't put themselves into situations like that because it could be a fight ender for me or a fight ender for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, kill or be killed is probably. The way I'd express it. Would you say that's a mindset thing when you go into a fight where you sort of you yeah. set yourself on? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a big part of the plan. Uh, you have to have it in your mind that you're gonna go to war here and that you're ready for war here. You know what I mean? It's always the same with the Irish man. You're always tough bastards, man. You're a <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, what does your, your training schedule look like on the lead up to a fight? Uh, pretty, it's pretty much the same. The only kind of thing we introduce, so we train twice a day every day. Uh, well, not every day, sorry, I don't train Sundays and once on a Saturday. So uh, Mondays, it'd be uh, a morning session, pretty handy morning session, probably a little bit of pads, a bit of skipping, some bag walk, uh, not until hectic. Then... If it's close enough to a fight, I'd have conditioning as well then on a Monday. So it's a sprint session. I, I wouldn't be much of a jogger. I know when in Thailand, like, it's mandatory, you know what I mean, if you want to fight. But uh, I, I don't really like running. I think uh, it's the opposite to what fighters should do, you know what I mean? Long distance runs kind of run, wears on your body, whereas sprints is that explosive power. So you're, you're going to build that explosion, which in a fight is what you kind of do. It's yeah. not, you're not going to constantly walk the whole time, you know what I mean? You're walking burst when you fight. So we do uh, a little circuit, it's uh, nine rounds all together. First three rounds, you, you put your speed on 16 on a treadmill, uh, a slight incline, you get off the treadmill, it'll be two uh, two different uh, things. So you might have like med ball slams and uh, renegade rows. So you'll do that three times. Yeah. Then you'll up the speed, you'll up the incline and you'll change the two uh, two things that you are doing. So it could be bat rope slams, uh, squats, you know, or prowler. Then... You build yourself up the last round, it'll be full speed on the treadmill, you leave the incline at what it is, and last two things when you go off the treadmill. It's nine rounds in total, but it's grilled, there's no break in between. So you're getting off the treadmill to do your things, you're getting straight back onto the treadmill, getting off. Yeah. It's uh, tedious, very, very tedious. But uh, then that night, again, it'll just be uh, a nice light session. We'll uh, probably hit a bit of pads, a bit of clinch, 
that's it then for the night. Tuesdays, uh, it'd be my strength day. So uh, I do strength and conditioning Tuesday morning in uh, a place called Impact. It's uh, my strength and conditioning coach, Jason Kane's place. Uh, that's in Black Rock in Ireland as well. I do my strength conditioning in the morning. Then that night, it'd be probably a light boxing session or something small, nothing major. Yeah. Then Wednesday's the same as Monday. Tuesday same as Thursday and then Friday we it's just a sparring day so we yeah we, uh, we'll have a light session in the morning uh, just to kind of shake the cobwebs off and then that night it'd be hard sparring. Okay, so it's very very packed out schedule really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have you, have Thailand you ever, is worse, man. Yeah, it's way worse. Yeah, have you ever been to Thailand to train? Yeah, last year was the first time I went. Uh, I'm a little girl, so I can't actually make her over as often as I'd like to. Yeah. But last year, before I fought Singnam, I went over. I went over to. I was in two places. I was in a place in Rayong called SSR Muay Thai. Uh, it was a nice little. Uh, it was real. It was a lovely little gym, but it was majorly offside, and they only had like three or four fighters. But the fighters are really small. They got like 53, 55 kilos. So uh, clinching and sparring probably wasn't that good. Like, I know, I'd still get thrown around by them and all, but yeah. you obviously need bigger bodies to work with when you're a bigger lad. Like. Of course. So then I went to uh, PK, because one of uh, the lads that trained with us, one of the lads that started with us, Stephen Crowdy, is trained now there, fighting now there at the moment. So I went down to him for the last three weeks and uh, stop. Some talent in that gym. The top top gym, PK. Oh, I want to go to that gym in the future as well. They look, yeah. they got a team of killers, man. All different weight classes, killers. and all, yeah, exactly, all different sizes. Yeah, all the coaches are great as well, and uh, I was really, you were really uh, welcoming, you know. Going into a gym like that, you kind of think, right, there's a lot of superstars here. Where do I fit in, type of thing? Yeah. And but everyone, everyone is nothing but nice you know they're really really nice people there yeah of course um okay so i want to touch upon your your fight with jack kennedy a little bit um because that was a really well executed fight obviously you stopped him um with a cut um, what yeah was your, what was your game plan going into that fight and and your thoughts going into it Andy Clinch was me me game plan going into that. Jack is a really really good clincher. He's strong in the clinch. He's very tricky outside. He's lovely sweeps. Uh, so it was just to try and stay out of the clinch, move a little bit, box, and then when he got close elbow. Yeah. So I box on the outside. Like I wouldn't be a big kicker myself. I do kick, but I wouldn't be a big kicker. I, I like to use hands and knees more, and then on the inside elbows. So anytime he'd come in to try clinch. That was the time to elbow for me. On the outside, I was boxing, trying to stay away from his kicks. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, executed it really well. I've seen you yeah. as well, even in training. You're bloody lethal. You know, yeah. that video with you, with your trainer. Going that, that was yeah. Oh, that was a once-off thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Colly Colly takes a smack every once in a while, but it's all in love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, during your career, you've had a couple um, controversial decisions. So, first one being with Singdam. Um, I know you felt you you won that fight, and and the. Well, under, I was under the rule set. I felt I won. So supposedly WBC uh, have a different rule set than normal Muay Thai. 
Uh, Liam has fought for WBC title, so I'm sure he probably got explained the same rules. They supposedly it's uh, anything with effect, anything that shows effect scores. So it's not just kicks. So I know in Muay Thai, kicks score a lot more than boxing scores, and a little bit more than knee scores. I, I, I know that anything that shows effect in Thai scores, but kicks, knees, and elbows obviously score more than hands. Hands being the last thing that score. So what we were explained was that anything, like all your weapons, score the same. Yeah. So if he kicks you and you answer with hands and his head snaps back with hands, you're basically the same. So if your head snaps back, head back twice, you're up. You know what I mean? So going into the fight, uh, my plan was to just go hell for leather the first couple of rounds and see if I could get him out there because I knew I wouldn't outscore him. Like, I genuinely knew I wouldn't outscore him. He's too slick. So then when we were explained that we changed, we changed everything up right there and then. Because yeah. in PK, I was doing a lot of clinch, trying to walk inside, looking for big elbows. Same thing when I came home. I was still walking on my boxing when I came home because they don't box uh, a lot in Thailand. So uh, that night when, when we were told the real set, I was like, right, we're just going to box, colleague. And he does. We just go hands off. If I land four hands for one kick, I'm ahead. So... That's why I thought I won. I know if I was in any stadium or any other toy fight, I lost that fight. He scored hugely in round three and round four yeah. with big kicks. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I thought that's why I thought that one was controversial. I see. Yeah, yeah. So he is a very big kicker. That's like they're renowned yeah. for that Cat Moon Iron Gym. Yeah. What was your thoughts going into that fight? Um, knowing that he's had so many fights, he's probably had over four hundred fights. Yeah, he's seen everything. He's seen everything. I know that. I was just happy. I was delighted to get the opportunity, you know, to fight for WBC title, fight one of the all-time greats. That was a big thing for me, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, it was a big step up in competition as well. But uh, I was just happy, happy to get the opportunity. Yeah, I can imagine. How did you feel in there? Did you see a level or did you feel... Completely. No, I felt the same. I felt the same as normal. Like I, I knew he was a big kicker. He was great everywhere, but it, it doesn't change. You know what I mean? The person does, shouldn't. Well, it shouldn't. It shouldn't change your mentality going into a fight just because the person is who they are. You know what I mean? If Anthony should drive you more to try and win that fight, yeah, you got to play. I wouldn't be looking at him and saying, uh, "Oh, it's Ingham." You know what I mean? I wouldn't be looking and saying, "Oh, he's one." Like I did, obviously, but not in there. Show him respect outside, not inside. Yeah, but only way it's got to be. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to your your recent fight with um, George Musakitis. So on the night, I, I have actually watched this, and um, it was a close fight. I couldn't really call it myself. Uh, what are your What's your opinion on that fight? Obviously, it was um, a, a loss for yourself, but you you thought you won. Yeah, I did. I I genuinely didn't see a way I lost. I kicked, I kneed, I elbowed, I clinched. Uh, I wasn't just scoring my hands. I was scoring my hands as well, but I was scoring my kicks. Like, so again, my toy is based on effect. None of his kicks had effect on me. None of them were moving me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could have fought the next day. Genuinely could have fought the next day. Uh, now, he's a lovely lad. A great fighter. I like George. I had a lot of respect for him. I still do have a lot of respect for him. I just, I genuinely did not see a way I lost that fight. Uh, I was lining him up by hands and then I was finishing with kicks or I was finishing with a knee. In the clinch, I was breaking his posture. I, I don't know. Uh, I know he landed a few more kicks than I did, but 
I kicks the end all over all in toy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So would you like to see that fight happen again? Yeah, over five rounds though. I think I'd break him down more over five rounds. I think in the third round I was coming into my own and then I kinda let me let let the steam like let me go off the gas a little bit in the third round. I put my hand up, I shout out a little bit and that's when he was kinda scored. Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, maybe over five rounds. Yeah, I think that definitely should happen again. It was a very good fight. Okay, yeah. so during your career, um, when you were sort of building and learning, was there any uh, fighters that had a particular influence on you um, who you aspired to? Yeah, the, the fight that you shared there, I think it was today, the Pornsnay Pagan fight. Right. That's <laughs> like something out of a film that is, that was straight. That's a crazy fight, mate. Yeah, that had uh, a big influence on me. And then uh, I used to watch a lot of Greg, Greg Wharton. Uh, he's, a, he's a very, very good fighter. I like his style. He's not just that. Like, I love toy style and I love the art of it and I love the beauty of it. But I, don't, like, I wouldn't be one for trying to stand in front of someone, take a shot, to give a shot type of person. You know what I mean? I, I like to try, try fight a little bit smarter, get out of the way of shots and then come back in with my own shots. Yeah. But uh, Greg has that kind of style. He sets everything up with his hands and he fakes a lot. So he would have had an, uh, a bit of an impact on me as well coming up. Yeah, he's a very technical fighter. He's, it's a shame that he, he doesn't fight so much anymore. To be honest, he yeah, probably ended up fighting him at some point. If he had I think he's a bit heavier. I think he's like 66 or so. Oh, was he? I thought he, he fought a little bit lower at 63. With, with he probably did, yeah. He's a big boy for that way then. <laughs> he's a very big boy, man. Yeah, he's a big boy for that way. He must call up it away. Yeah, that'd be a good scrap as well. Yeah, so fighting aside, what what do you do outside of outside of Muay Thai? Fuck all, to be honest with you. Really? <laughs> I have a little girl. Uh, play with her, you know what I mean? I, I don't do much else. This is it. So uh, I train, I do PTs. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. And my family life... I'd, I'd spend a lot of time with my family, like as in like, two brothers as well, and my mother and my girlfriend and all them. So I'd be a big family guy, you know what I mean? So I'd spend uh, a lot of time with them, or other than that, I'm in the gym. So it's very clear it's literally absorbing your whole life. So from yeah. that, what's, what's your future goals then? I just, I want, Where do you see for me, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know where I see myself. I'd love to, obviously, I, the, the goal is one for everybody or to hold uh, a big world title like WMC or WBC. Yeah. But I just want my name remembered. I just want people, when when they look back in time, they say, right, he was a great fighter. He always came to fight. He always gave it his best. He, he always showed up. Yeah. You know, that'd be my legacy. Obviously, everything else is a bonus. Yeah, definitely. Just one of them exciting fighters who, who's always explosive. And always yeah, like, like the, everyone will remember Pornsnay's name. Everyone will remember Packhorn's name yeah. for the same reasons. They've always came to fight. They've always been in there till fight. And they're never afraid of a loss as well. It's, no, exactly. It's a fight not, to, not necessarily just to, 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 to secure the win. Yeah. That's you know I mean? to be remembered, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, um, in terms of future goals, do you see yourself getting signed to one championship? Um, I'd love that. Uh, I was supposed to go to Singapore just before COVID hit with uh, Stuart from Moria Collective. 
and it was I don't I don't know it was like a, a retreat that he was doing, but he was saying that uh, there was only like high level fighters. We were gonna train at all. We were gonna meet uh, chat. We were gonna meet the matchmakers, stuff like that. So I, I was thinking that that would have been a big opportunity for me to show my skill set to them. Do you know what I mean? To show how good I actually am. And I think my style is tailor made for one for four ounce gloves because I, I don't just sit there and kick. Like in four ounce, it's a lot harder to sit back and kick with four ounce gloves on because punches do. Like if a punch gets through, it's a, it's not the same as wearing eight ounce gloves. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the, the major them to I fought a couple of times in them. They've had a uh, cage kings. It's called CMT in Ireland. So I fought I think three or four times in small gloves, and it's mad. They, any shot that lands is could be for the end. And you know what I mean? I've landed a jab on someone and set them down, which is major. Yeah, proper. Even even sometimes you, you get the eight ounce, you put them on, and you feel like they're a bit smaller. So yeah, still eight ounce. Are, a four ounce, I think you'd you'd literally just have to rely on your head movement and 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 getting out of your way. Yeah, it's moving really? your feet. Getting it. sorry, carry on. It's moving your feet, getting out of the way of the shots. You know what I mean? You can't just sit there and put your hands up and try to take around the globe. Yeah, because they just sneak through with them. Unless you're rod tank. Nah, <laughs> 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 have a good chance to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I presume that's the division that you'd be looking at then. Um, in one championship 61 I don't if, I don't know if we'd be uh, able to make 61 we'd rate it yeah. yeah that's the only thing okay so above that it's what Liam Harrison's division so is there anyone 63 else, anyone in that roster that you think you could that you could beat or that you'd like to fight I could, obviously in a while uh, I need to get a winner tail behind me but I would like to rematch up Mo as well again Mo is playing, he's a top class lad uh, he's Big big wins. He's fought in glory. He's beat Manichoy. He's a really good lad. Uh, it was a fight that was going back and forward for a long time until Bout was span. He his was timed beautifully. Mine was more just trying to go in for the kill because I'd only kind of gave him an eight count before. So it was just I was, I was panicking. I was rushing a little bit, yeah. which was stupid on my behalf. But he he timed his shot beautifully and caught me. But it's a fight that I would like to get try get back and anyways not now obviously I need a fight I'd need a winner tail behind me to get that back realistically. Yeah, that that was a good fight. Um I think it was shaping up to to be a, a favourable fight on your side before before what happened. Yeah, no. I felt like he was he slowing. Yeah, in fairness to him, he took the fight on. I think it was three weeks now. I was a fight, I was supposed to fight Benden, and Benden broke his hand and he had to pull out. So Mo took the fight. I think it was on three or four weeks now. So he probably didn't have a lot of time to uh, prepare for it. But I did feel, feel like he was starting to slow down a little bit. Shots wasn't as sharp as people well, saying that now. His shots wasn't as sharp. You can't be with a beautiful shot, but yeah. Yeah. He didn't okay. have the same pop as he did in the forest, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just one of them, sometimes a shot lands and then he's just yeah. on the night, isn't it? Okay, so, yeah. so moving forward, what what do you um, what next from, from the sport? Whatever, look I I just wanna fight, I just wanna fight top lads. I just I just want good fights, you know what I mean? I want people that are gonna try to fight me as well. Yeah. Uh, I know, look, uh, you have to be smart as well in your career and you want to try win fights any way possible, but one fight that makes sense, you know. I don't want Blade and be taking back steps now. 
because I'm not young. I'm not the youngest. Like, I'm 28 years old. Well, I'm 27. I'm 28 in December. Yeah. Realistically, 33, 34, you want to be trying to get over. You don't want to be taking unnecessary damage when you're that age. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So, so I'd like that. Sorry. Carry on. No, go. So from like from being eighteen to to now, um, having this as your full career, do you feel like you've had to make life sacrifices to get where you are today? Cut people. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, in what sense? Yeah. Like as in just what you says, cut people off. Like, like again, I used to live in a council estate, so you know I had a lot of friends that had probably be dragging me down the wrong way, and I'd have been getting myself into little bits of trouble here and there, and yeah, I just my toy did change me in that sense. So probably I probably would have been a little bit of a cunt, and probably would have played rubbing people. Who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I was lucky enough, uh, I found out at the time I did, and I got to where I got. Give you that discipline to sort of, and, and a drive, I guess. Yeah, uh, do something with yourself and not just sit around the flats and be one of the lads. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say it, ta it takes for a fighter to get to elite level? Hard work, a lot of hard work, a lot of discipline. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of good advice, you know. Uh, that's one thing that doesn't get mentioned a lot. I think uh, we all have our own paths, but we need uh, to be directed on them paths, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we got good direction from a young age, or from, not from a young age, from an early age, from the start. We were a good team, and uh, we've always kind of took steps to progress, you know what I mean? In Ireland, you can kind of get caught in a row. We'll find the same fighters and they own this and they own that. Whereas when I, I, I got to, to beat everyone, got to that level, I just moved on. I, I, tried to, I tried to fight in England, tried to fight Italy, I tried to fight abroad rather than staying in Ireland. Yeah. It's good that a sport can make um, help you travel the world as well. Yeah, definitely. You get to see places that you never thought you'd see. Yeah, there's not many, not many sports that can do that. So during your career, what would you say your favourite fight has been? The Matto fight. Really? <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's a loss, so you know it's a loss now, but it was just madness, you know what I mean? It was a fun fight to be in. Yeah, that's what it's about, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. It was back and forth all the time and again it was killer B killed there. It was me or him. Yeah, it was a great fight. It was it was very enjoyable. Other than that, Singham and Singham was a good good one as well. That I really enjoyed. I had fun in there. You know what I mean? I was present. Yeah, I didn't feel like I was really present in the George fight. I felt like I was rushing a lot in that fight. Uh, if you get me, like sometimes you, you you don't feel as present as you could be in certain fights. You come in there. I think because it was after two losses, I was, I was really like. Italy, jittery, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Trying to rush. Trying to yeah. Kill. yeah. Yeah, Trying to kill rather than picking me shots and faking a little bit more and seeing, trying to see openings rather than just go, go, go. Yeah. Right, let's answer some of the, uh, the questions on here then. So, um, what does it take uh, to get, we're kind of up to this, from a beginner's level to an elite level? A lot of hard work and a lot of dedication. Yeah. And a good team behind you. Yeah, that's one thing that he's overlooked, a team. 
You can't do it. You yeah. can't just hit a bag. No. You have that definitely not. I know yeah, you're the only person that's in there, but it's definitely not an individual sport. There's a lot of people that it takes to make a fire. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was your hardest fight during your career? No. No. What? Just because it hard mentally or hard now? No, hard as in like everything was different. The the way he moved, his moving patterns were different. The shots he threw when he moved was different. That toy style is now like people stand in front of you. You can pick shots well off. Well, I can pick shots well off people like that. Whereas mm -hmm. Mo was never in one spot. He like. He'd land, he'd go, he'd land, he'd switch, he'd switch stands, he'd land, he'd move back, you know. It's just someone knocking at me, door. one second, sorry. Come in. Just come in, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> all right, mate. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, yeah, that, that would have been the hardest point in my career for damn reasons. Yeah. Okay, next one. Where do you see yourself in five years? If not one championship where uh, my own gym, yeah, my own stable of fighters, being a good head coach, trying to guide people the way I've been guided. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one actually. What would you say it takes for a fighter to make that switch between being a fighter and then being a coach? Being a coach, because... everyone's got their fighting style, but. You, you can't just replicate your own style um, on everything. On this one, yeah. So sometimes, what would you say it takes for that transition? That is like having an open mind, you know what I mean? Being open-minded to, to change and putting the walk into your lads and constantly being there for your lads, whether it's for advice or whether it's for training. or Because basically, my head coach... Uh, me and my head coach was in a, uh, uh, another gym yeah. called Lionheart. We used to be in, uh, we used to be in another gym called Lionheart. There's still a Lionheart in Thailand in Koh Samui, but uh, we branched off to start our own own thing. And Collie basically had to like he was a fighter as well. Collie had to put his uh, career in the back burner. He kind of says like you have a bit more of a chance than I do of making something. So we go with that. So that's where that came from. Alright. So uh, I know that uh, I couldn't fight full time and be a head coach like that. Yeah, it's a very hard balance. See, it wouldn't be out to balance it. Well, I don't think. The only bad thing about Muay Thai because it doesn't pay so well. You have to do your, your, your PTs and your training other people to, to make a living from it. There's not really... Yeah. Shame it doesn't pay like MMA. Well, hopefully... Hopefully, power start putting good paydays up. You know what I mean? Like, if one can do it, if places can do it, it definitely can be done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just someone willing to take the risk. Who's willing to take the risk of putting on that big show to stand out? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one are paving the way, they are making it happen. Really. Yeah, 100%. So, I think that's why everyone, obviously, that's why everyone wants to get onto it. Plus, the athletes that they have, they have some serious talent on it as well. Yeah. Um, okay, lastly, uh, we have kind of answered this as well. Is there one opponent in, out, out there that you'd like to fight? A particular mm. opponent? There's actually a few. Well, there's a few lads that interest me. Uh, Savas. 
he is a really, really good lad. Uh, that's a four I'd like. Uh, I'm, what's that young listener in there? If Russian lad, Ramazanov, that's another oh, four I'd like. He's, he's really, yeah, exactly. That's what you want, though. You know what I mean? You want them to the fights. Yeah. In the foyer, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's really, really, really good. But I think we have similar styles. He, he tapes a lot. He, he walks off his tape a lot. He, he tries to get people to react off that tape and then throws hands off it. Yeah, he's really good. Really, really good. I'm sure. He, he was going to be fighting non-go. That would have been a very... A very that, good... that would have been kickboxing a toy. I think it, I think it was tied, wasn't it? I think of Toy, I think Nano takes it. Obviously, okay. it, there, there's no adaptations to uh, their rules. It's Toy, isn't it? Like, if it's Toy, it's Toy. Yeah, well. I don't think uh, anyone's beating Nango. No. His right kick is just too sharp. Yeah. Um, okay, another question. Would you ever, ever consider MMA? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's something I constantly try to consider uh, it's just giving myself that realistically I'd have to take uh, about a year off to work on grappling to work on jiu-jitsu and wrestling I know I know I know for a fact I'll be able to strike with most of the people in UFC I, I, I spar a lot of high level MMA lads they come down to the gym, our gym four rounds uh, and obviously they're handy enough to deal with a lot of the time that the rhythm is a little bit different. They don't throw shots in the same rhythm as we would, but yeah, uh, four ounce gloves changes it as well because you can't stand. You can't stand too close to someone on four ounce gloves. MMA, they kind of stand a bit further apart uh, and exploding when when they're kind of coming in my hands. It's a, uh, it's different, but it's you can if you can time it. Yeah, it's handy enough. I've always thought if it, for the for the Muay Thai guys, the level of striking that they have, if they were to make the move, it's, they're a league above. This striking yeah, 100%. UFC, 100%. You, you'd have a big chance of, of creating a big success from it. Really, you look at like someone like Alessania who has come from K1 and Toy, you know what I mean? He's cleaning up over there. Yeah, Dang. boxing is another thing that I'd consider though. Yeah. We'd like to box as well. Pro boxing, yeah. Yeah, you like your hands. Yeah, I do. I like to box. I came from, my background is boxing. But, uh, again, there's more. You you have to adapt to it as well. The stance is a little bit different. It's a little bit wider. Uh, it's a little bit more side on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's very different, I suppose. You would have to make that adaptation. Yeah. There's a couple, a couple of things that you would, a couple of things that you'd have to change. Yeah. Well then, bro, um, let's wrap this up. Do you want to just plug your, your social media and where people can follow you? Yeah. Uh, Craig Coakley IRL on Instagram or on Facebook, it's just Craig Coakley. They're, they're the only two accounts I have. It's Facebook or Instagram. Brilliant, bro. Thank you for uh, jumping on this. This was great. Thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, it was nice talking to you. Nice meeting you for the first time too, yeah. Mate, so I'm sure I'll see you soon. Yeah, enjoy our weekend. And you, mate. Thanks, bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that one. Don't forget as well, if you did enjoy it, please leave a comment 
and a review on whatever platform you're listening on, whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really does help me out. And thank you to anyone who's dropped me a message or shared this on their story. Um, It really does help me out and I really do feel the love. It does motivate me to keep bringing you the best Muay Thai content from around the world. But for now, see you next week.